Welcome to the Iceland Travel Podcast. I'm your cultural Icelandic host, Skuli Arason. In this podcast, we learn all kinds of things about Iceland from those who know best. I took a casual stroll down to the harbor in Reykjavik and entered Harpa Concert and Conference Hall with a recording device. There I met the Harpa specialist and enthusiast Ingibjörg Frida Helgadottir. She knows everything worth knowing about this architectural and cultural marvel. And of course, she's a singer as well. I guess most people in Iceland are doing something artistic. So it's just as well we have Harpa for all these cultural activities. On our excellent homepage, icelandtravel.is, there are many informational blogs, articles about Iceland and many aspects of the country. We have an experienced and excellent MICE department that, among other things, specializes in organizing and making events happen in Harpa. MICE stands for Meetings, Incentives, Conferences and Events. Uh, tidbit for the day. There are also many tours to check out on our homepage that include Harpa visits. The building is not to be missed. So check out icelandtravel.is for more. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. Get cultural and press those like and subscription buttons and get all the Iceland content and inspiration we have online. Let's head on down to Harpa. Hello Ingebjörg. Hey. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to be here. Nice to be here in Harpa. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been a while now. <laughs> yeah. Understandably so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, always lovely and kind of, to me, always different because it has so many facets as a building, right? That's my main selling point for Harpa, really. Personally, I feel that no day is the same here. And every day I show up for work and I have to go over the day's plan to see what's going on. I'm most of the time I'm amazed at how diverse the events can be and mm-hmm. how big and small and this is going on and then there's a you know food competition here there's a choir a concert here there's something going on everywhere so really this is what I think is most charming about Harpa mm-hmm. is the diverse program we offer yeah it's it's a it's a diverse program offers so many things and even you know both for people working, doing something interesting in arts and conferences, of course, and uh, but also just for people dropping in, yeah. you know, for yeah. a coffee even. Yeah, it's a nice, nice mix of people we get and drop-ins. They can expect anything mm-hmm. here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the building is not so. Old. Of course, it's like you could even also look at it like a like a piece of art. It's mm-hmm. just standing there, and on its own, probably it would just be justifiably nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's great to look at. Has great reflections on the sun, everything. Yeah. But of course, filled with stuff. Yeah. And how old is it now? It's ten years old. Okay. This year, 2021, we're yeah. celebrating 10 years uh, of Harpa. So in 2011, we formally opened after about well, five years or so in, in construction. Not so long. Not so long, no. not compared to how complex this building is. So mm-hmm. it's really remarkable how quickly it was built, especially because in the middle of the construction, there was uh, something called the financial crisis and everything was kind of uh, lift, it kind of went up in 
in, uh, in the air and mm -hmm. everything had to be kind of reconsidered and changed and, and planned. So construction for the building was, I think, around 40% underway in 2008 when, when, the, when the bank system collapsed here in October. So everything stopped for Harpa. All the workers left and it kind of literally froze. Mm -hmm. It was during winter, it snowed on Harpa and it was kind of uh, disheartening, especially for the art lovers of Iceland that had waited for a new concert hall for centuries. Yeah. Really like the oldest, uh, what do you say, uh, transcription or, or written note on, on a new concert hall in, in Iceland was in 1800 something. Oh when, you know, Iceland was a very different community than it is today. Mostly farmers and fishermen scattered around and not the city vibe that we have today. So for a hundred years, people were waiting and we, the symphony orchestra was growing. We all, all, all of a sudden had an opera and, and we were becoming a... a a part of the international community. Mm -hmm. So I think around 2000, we were really ready to kind of take the step. Yep. So the, uh, the plan for Harpa started around that time, late uh, 90s, uh, early millennium, kind of around that time. Mm -hmm. uh, politicians and also private establishments kind of joined forces. It's a public-private uh, partnership. And there was this design competition. We had international and, and local architects working together on creating a vision for this place. And then in 2007, uh, construction formally started. Everything stopped in 2008. And what mainly changed, the design was kept the same in, in most part, but what, what changed was the ownership. Mm. Before, more a public-private partnership. Afterwards, on, almost only a public the city and the state of Iceland took over. So today it's owned, the building, 50-50, yeah. um, by the Icelandic government, or just the state of Iceland, and then the city of Reykjavik. So, for example, the, the banks themselves, yeah. they must have been a big sponsor previously. Yeah, they were. And yeah. yeah. This banking thing is a whole different story. whole different story, quite <laughs> complex. So uh, a simplified version, of course. Yeah. But mainly this is how it, it went down. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, and of course, uh, as with many of these public things in, I don't know, the world, mm -hmm. they tend to be a little bit controversial. Yeah. And Harpa yeah. is no exception. No exception. Yeah. I mean, it's controversial because of, of its financial aspect, but also because it was changing the, the city kind of, um, what do you say, view. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Being here located yeah. in this beautiful spot. So we are so, Icelandic people always say, we are so used to the space. We mm -hmm. always like to see hundreds of meters away from us. Yeah. You know, we're, we're used to that mm -hmm. space. So having something as big as this located here, of course, it... it change the yeah. city view but also you know ha having this financial part uh, kind of woven into it uh, and then all of a sudden a fully publicly sponsored and owned uh, mm -hmm. thing i think all icelanders felt uh, more invested in yeah. it for good and bad yeah. some people didn't want to be invested no. other people felt well hmm, now harpa is mine mm -hmm. <laughs> everything that happens here yeah. concerns me yeah. i think it's a good thing I mean, a beautiful thing, but it's like a family now. You yeah. know, there are there are conflicts <laughs> all the time, but beautiful things happen as well. Yeah, and it's down by the harbor, mm -hmm. and uh, and of course one of the one of the charming little things now that is the little boat harbor on yeah. the side of the building. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. It's a, it's a little extension of maybe what used to be, mm -hmm. and people could you know say instead of 
watching it uh, the Mount Asia from you know the center or Arnarhol. Mm-hmm. You usually see it. Anyway. You see it anyway. You see yeah, it anyway. we're also, just so used to the wilderness yeah. <laughs> being just there. <laughs> there are, in our opinion, probably there are other buildings that uh, are more controversial. Yes, <laughs> and the good thing about Harpa as well is that it's surrounded by windows Mm -hmm. so if you are inside you can see outside almost anywhere Mm -hmm. except inside the concert halls themselves of course but in the public space there are windows everywhere yeah so and and harpa contains many halls Mm -hmm. uh, for smaller and bigger events Uh, it's like um, down to even installation events cocktail parties whatever Mm -hmm. but the main drawing point is the Eldborg, right? Yeah, the biggest concert hall. Yeah. yeah. So the driving force behind Harpa was this the symphony orchestra's need for a new concert hall. Mm-hmm. It was founded in 1950, the, the orchestra, and always kind of placed in temporary housing. It mm-hmm. was uh, before playing in a, uh, a movie theater and a lecture hall in the university complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, acoustically not good enough and, and kind of for years that was always the push you know we need to get them a better uh, hall so uh, Eldborg is I would say the reason for Harp and then everything else kind of built and puzzled uh, around that mm-hmm. so now the symphony orchestra um, is mainly in, in Eldborg concert hall um, that fits around 1,800 in seats. It has these balconies, beautiful red interior, mm. named after a volcano. It's all very, you know, uh, to me poetic. Be, and also, it's 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 shaped kind of differently because it's kind of a short hall but mm-hmm. tall. Yeah. So when you're sitting there, mm-hmm. when you're being imaginative, to me, it would be like sitting in the middle of a volcano. It's, it's because you can feel the power of yep. the music, everything rising up from the stage. Exactly. Going to the ceiling. Yeah, and the acoustics are, of course, designed that way. Mm-hmm. So um, Harpa, the whole complex was designed by a Danish architectural firm called Henning Larsen Architects. Mm-hmm. And they worked with local architects called uh, Artec. And then they brought in a special acoustic consulting company, mm-hmm. um, Oh, sorry, Artec, of course, the acoustic consulting company, the Icelandic architects called Batteri. Yeah. So this Artec um, sound designing team, they came here and worked on every hall, figuring out the best way to kind of have um, naturally good reverberation for classical music, mm-hmm. such as the, uh, the orchestra, but also having possibilities of changing the, the sound of the space so it also fits pop. Artists and bands and DJing and and conferences and everything. So it has all these different aspects to it that you Mm -hmm. can use to change the area. So you can go to a symphony orchestra concert in the afternoon, and then for a few hours we change everything, and there's a you know rock concert in the evening. Yeah, and so they can like lower the ceiling, open some. Pull down drapes, open the big walls, acoustic chambers behind the space. It's all very uh, adventurous. It's futuristic. It's really (laughs) futuristic. Yeah, (laughs) really is. It's interesting that uh, I love to go to the symphony and all kinds of concerts. Actually, myself, I have not been in so many pop concerts there for some reason. Mm -hmm. But uh, I love the acoustics on the top floor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... 
I've been to a concert where there were, for example, only a pianist, mm -hmm. just a solo pianist, mm -hmm. and I was sitting probably around like 50 yards or meters or whatever from him. Mm -hmm. But I was looking down, I saw his fingers, you know, mm -hmm. flying away on the keyboard, and the acoustics were just excellent. Yeah. I recommend the top seats most of the time, you know, especially for young people and students like myself. I've been, you know, we don't have maybe the money to buy the most expensive seats, mm -hmm. but acoustically, the sound up there is great and the tickets tend to be less, uh, you know, more yeah. cheap. So win-win, <laughs> you know. It's a win-win for It's us. a win-win. We love the sound anyway, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's the yeah. main But thing. if you want to see really the tiny finger movements, then, yeah. you know, you have the option of going yeah. closer, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in the building you have you have you have these concert halls just like Elborg mm -hmm. and uh, and smaller concert halls for more poppy things. I mean, mm -hmm. the Icelandic Airwaves yeah. used used to live here yeah. for about two three years, yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. And they had uh, more classical events, of course, in the Elborg place, and mm -hmm. then the biggest venues like in Silverberg. Yeah. So we have concert halls that are both fitted for a seated audience, like mm -hmm. the Elborg Hall, you know, you, everyone sits down, that's just the way it is. But then we have two, uh, well, four halls in total, but the two middle ones are both with just flat floor and no fixed seating. So mm -hmm. you can have like a, a rave, you know, or yeah. a disco party, yeah. or even a seated event with dinner and, and you know, gala dinner events. So mm -hmm. I really like the flexibility of those halls. It ha they have good acoustics, but mm -hmm. they also have these options exactly you have you have Nordelos, which is kind of cozy even mm -hmm. you could call mm -hmm. it cozy and they have great acoustics great acoustics mm -hmm. there and good for both yeah. classical and non-classical yeah. and they can also they have these interesting zebra like walls yeah the zebra like walls we can like switch them to change the acoustics it's mm -hmm. very charming and yeah. of course Silverberg, you can switch into two halls yeah. for, for smaller events. Yeah. And the most fun thing I did there, I've been there many times for various reasons, that was the Björk Biophilia yeah. tour. Yeah. And she did this excellent, strange stage in the middle of the hall. Mm -hmm. So there was like a cube, and you had musicians in each corner and in the center, mm -hmm. and people standing all around, around the stage. Yeah. It was like a little family meeting or something. Yeah. I stood by the drummer. Yeah, yeah, you can choose. Yeah, I also went to a concert once in in the same hall where there were. You walked in, the floor was empty, no seats, and you kind of didn't really know what to do. Uh, and then there was this line from the ceiling and an electric guitar hanging in that line. <laughs> and then the guy walked in. I don't remember his name right now, but he walked in and he played really great guitarist. And then he kind of took the guitar and flung it around. Uh, and everyone kind of had to bow down. And, and it was so, the effect was great. He just kind of strummed the, the strings and then he flung it around. So the sound changed all around you. And you had to be very quick on your feet not to get, you know, hit, like hit by an electric guitar. <laughs> insane guitar pen. Yeah, you know, yeah. Driving around yeah. your head. But that was the same hall, you know, yeah. you can design it however you yeah. like. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it's popular for Icelandic people, and mm -hmm. I would say most people to dine maybe before yeah. even they go, because there yeah. are some restaurant options here also. Yeah. There are restaurant options, both kind of more formal mm -hmm. and then also more informal, more kind of bar, bistro, um, you know, atmosphere. Yeah. So you can grab a drink before or after a show. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there's uh, something connected to the event you're going to, you know, something located in front of the hall. Changeable all the time. Yeah, you yeah. Know? 
different different things. Different things mm -hmm. and and and, uh, and even available in many locations in the building. Yeah. If you have like a special group or something, yeah. you can yeah. always arrange yeah. those things. And that that what's that's what makes my job. I I've been working here for almost seven or eight years now as a tour guide. Mm -hmm. So. I, uh, I um, welcome big and small groups from all around the world and Icelanders as well to kind of tour around. Mm -hmm. And um, every time I come here, I really have to go carefully over the schedule so I don't, you know, take my group into some <laughs> private meeting or, you know, sometimes once <laughs> I almost bombarded a wedding ceremony oh. because the weather was horrible outside and mm. somebody changed the outside uh, wedding reception to inside mm -hmm. so they used the public space and it was just kind of geared off but i didn't notice before i walked ahead oh. so then i was like ah, let's not disturb that wedding that's going on here <laughs> but i love it you know it's so vibrant you yeah. and and that's what makes my tours also so interesting because i can tell to my guests you know this just happened now yeah. we're just welcoming this beautiful couple you yeah. know it's Inside. always nice when pieces of art like Arpa are very much alive. Yeah. It, it gives I another dimension yeah. to the whole yeah. atmosphere. And and the glass facade, of course, is the biggest attraction mm -hmm. for for people. Um, and, and, of course, the art follows. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's the first thing that catches your eye. If you don't know anything what mm -hmm. this place is, you still want to come inside. Yeah. Because of this beautiful kind of honeycomb or... Uh, like um, the glass facade by Oliver Eliasson, this this Icelandic artist that we we have and, and love. love, and he he designed this this glass facade so that it's both three dimensional as well as two dimensional, mm -hmm. uh, and inspired by Icelandic landscape. Mm -hmm. uh, people see all kinds of things. I always ask, what do you see when you when you look at the glass facade? And people say honeycomb, they say fish scales, oh. they say um, you know icebergs, mm -hmm. but the, the shape itself mm -hmm. it's inspired by uh, basalt columns. Yeah. Actually, you know, not concrete but stone, mm -hmm. you know, natural figures that you see in Icelandic mm -hmm. landscape. But then it kind of when he uses glass, it opens up to all kinds. Of, of interpretation but yeah. it's beautiful shape really eye-catching yeah. and then inside these cubes on the three-dimensional sides that kind of face the city mm -hmm. we have lights yeah. in every single cube so there are about 1,000 LED lights that face the city and it's a little bit like a screen or so yeah. you, you can you can program whatever you like into this glass facade mm -hmm. most of the time we use our work by Oliver Eliasson. Yeah. Beautiful kind of shows of, of, of shapes and patterns and colors that fade in and out. Uh, and actually for the birthday year, he designed one, one light show for each month of the year. So now we have this beautiful gift that we can enjoy. Every month we get a different uh, artwork so, from so, Oliver. So that's being used regularly? Yeah. Like, okay, that's yeah. lovely. Yeah. I remember one of the most freaky things that they did was was invited uh, computer designers mm -hmm. or just people to do something fun, mm -hmm. and they allowed people to do pong. Yeah, ping so, like a ping pong game. Ping pong, pong game, with, yeah. with, which is a famous old style game with mm -hmm. a with a ball going between two paddles. Yeah, and people could stand on a hill in Arnarhot. Mm -hmm. Which is, has a great viewing point for for Harpa if you want to visit, <laughs> <laughs> and they stood there with a with an app on their smartphones mm -hmm. playing pong yeah. on the side of the building. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun. I always tell this story. It's yeah. really fun. Yeah. This, this game. They've also invited 
uh, or we have invited the public in many ways to interact with this glass facade, you know, doing also just their own artwork. Mm -hmm. uh, once there was uh, like a, a keyboard or, or not, not a piano, but like a, you know, a light piano, yeah, we called like it. Like interactive, a, yeah, interactive yeah. light piano mm -hmm. installed inside the public space. You could play it and change the colors of, of the facade. So, yeah. It's, it's like, I've sometimes said, it's like a communication board between Harpa and, mm -hmm. and, and the rest of the world, this, yeah. this glass facade. It's lovely. And, and I think, of course, it's, it's, it, we have these landmarks in Iceland, right? So, so we have, for example, Hatlumskirkja, uh, mm -hmm. which is the most famous and yeah, probably will be. It's, it's on the top of the hill. Yeah, it, it, it stands <laughs> but, out in the city's kind of skyline. But Har yeah. Harpa, she's, she's moving up there. She's, yeah, she's, she's, of course. She's coming close. And I always say, this, these two buildings connect in, in a beautiful way because Hallgrimskirke mm -hmm. um, Church, the, the, the form and the shape of that building is the same inspiration as for the glass facade of Harpa, these basalt yeah. columns. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I think they connect in a, in a beautiful way. Yeah. And for many of you guys listening, that you, you maybe know these basalt columns, especially in Iceland from... Places like Reynisfjara, mm -hmm. which is the Black Sand Beach, mm -hmm. very famous yeah. with Instagrammers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, the probably one of the biggest inspirations should be Svartifoss yeah. in Skaftafell, which yeah. is basically like a waterfall coming into like a little uh, bowl of, mm -hmm. of basalt lava columns. Mm -hmm. Very much like, very. It's, it's almost like the stole design from Harpa or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They, let's see if they can claim copyright <laughs> yeah, for, for, for let's a waterfall. Let's see what happens with that. So that's in the national park, so it's protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, they can have some as well. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. We're recording this in the very strange winter of uh, two, 2020, 2021. Mm -hmm. Things are looking bright at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting artifact to see what will happen yeah. in this year. But we're very optimistic. Yeah. Uh, and I know Harpas will be vibrant yeah. very soon, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to coming here every week. We are, we are as I said before, celebrating this 10 years. Mm -hmm. And we, we have our residents in Harpa, the, the symphony orchestra. They are back at it. They had to go home and, and practice you know, at home like mm -hmm. everyone else for a long time. But they've been doing concerts in the hall again since December, and they're kind of going full force now. Yeah. The opera is also resident. They are mm -hmm. finding ways to, to do a concert. There's a concert right now in, mm -hmm. in one of the halls. I just saw the people of the symphony yeah. walking around. Yeah, yeah, the symphony, they have a rehearsal. The opera is doing a concert in mm -hmm. lunchtime. We are sitting in the rehearsal space of the Reykjavik Big Band. Mm -hmm. um, empty right now, but they yeah. will be back, I'm sure, very soon. So our residents are, are, are coming back and with full force into this birthday year. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for telling us all about the building. I know, of course, we could sit here and talk four hours and go into yeah. details and everything. Yeah. But I think the thing is that uh, we'd like to emphasize and, and be happy about that we even have this place here oh, in Reykjavik. Yes. It's, to me, I mean, people, when people travel around the world, I've heard many people say, I mean, this has won for some architectural awards. Yeah, the Mies van der Rohe, for, for example. Yeah. Yeah, and, beautiful. And it's considered now probably one of the greater concert halls. Even there are coming very many original ones these days I've seen, like in Hamburg and some mm -hmm. other places, yeah, yeah, very yeah. beautiful. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's a must. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those places when you come to Iceland, you really have to come here. I 
couldn't agree more. Everyone is welcome here all the time. And, and I've seen so many faces light up in here. People mm -hmm. come in, they don't really know what to expect, what to do. They, they do something, they interact with, with something going on in, in Harpa and they kind of leave with a wow yeah. Yeah, face. To us, it's always very much alive yeah. and, and has so many uh, possibilities. Just Endless possibilities. People should just open their arms and welcome the art and the architecture of Harpa every yes, day. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ingeberg. My pleasure. Thank you.